Welcome to The Originals, a podcast dedicated to stories of those who make and do original things. All right, if uh, you've been listening to our podcasts, and I'm certainly hopeful that you have, you've picked up on a theme where uh, we're always trying to find that incredible, not just set of characters, but that remarkable business, that thing that they got into, the stuff that they've done. And a couple guys with me today, uh, Frankie Muriel, Paul Chickie, have uh, started a business over 23 years ago 23, now? 23 yeah. years ago now. The longest living, probably most known, uh, if not the most successful cover band in the United States, Dr. Chevegas. So, Frankie, good to see you, boys. Good to see you, boys. Yeah. Um, one of you, whoever, take us back to this. How did this begin and how did it run for 23 years? I mean, we ask ourselves that every day. <laughs> I mean, the running the, part. The running the part. The beginning yeah. part is easy. That was when it was fun. You know, it's still fun. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of years in between, you know, like any business, I think um, you start out doing it. You're either inspired or you have fun or it's just something you never think something. I mean, who would have thought? that, you know, having a band, you know, we beat the system, right? And we're a cover band. We're like the stones of cover bands, right? We're still going. People well said, still lining yeah. up to see us. Still people flying us across the country to play gigs. And we did it for fun 23 years ago because we were bumming out in each of our other bands that sucked. You know what I mean? Or frustrated or whatever, you know? And the band started with the bass player and myself from a band called Nerve, who happened to grow up with Frank. And, and he was like, oh, yeah, Frank's kind of thinking about doing the same thing. I'm like, well, okay, you know, br- like bring him out to a gig. So we had already put together Cubby and myself, a guitar player named Steve, and the singer named Chris from the band I was in called Nerve. And this was like maybe our second or third gig, and Cubby went to pick up Frank at his house. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I think he didn't have a car. Yeah, at I was the working. Time. Well, I was in Nashville finishing up a record, and my car blew up on the way. It was one of those things. Your dad says, "Make sure you change the oil, son." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Left that freaking thing on the side of the road <laughs> on the way back from Nashville. Got home, and, and he comes like, "Hey, we're doing that disco stuff you want to do. Come on down." I was like, "All right, I don't." I said, "I don't want to sing. I don't really want any attention." I mean, you know me now. You're yeah, probably laughing, but at the yeah. time I was kind of like, you know. Hide my, you know. That lasts about three songs. <laughs> this freaking guy. I mean, the fourth song, he was like, you know, playing, you know, playing those congas, singing <laughs> harmony, and then literally twenty minutes in, he's swinging he a mic around, around like yeah. just, he's hanging from the rafters, yeah. swinging a mic okay. like Jagger. No man, I don't want any attention. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> it was short lived, but that was the initial, you know, feelings about it, and uh, it just took off instantly. I think because we were having fun together. You know, we were all in bands that weren't having fun anymore, you know? It all starts, like what we were just talking, you start with that original inspiration. You're having a good time, you're with your buddies, you're playing music, you're getting paid, you're getting chicks, like, this is like, you know. Then some of us, like, you know, live a dream come true, and you're you're touring, and you're on MTV, and you're just doing this stuff, and then all of a sudden, it's it's just a bummer. And it's like a bad marriage that's going, you're still stuck with these people and it's just going awry, you know, and you can't do anything right. Everybody's frustrated, you're bogged down, you're not making any progress, communication sucks. So that we got together and it was so fun and I think it reminded every one of us of why we want to play music in the first place. Well, and you know, what I've noticed is that it's gone well beyond 
a band, and you guys know this. I mean, you're a brand. I mean, you are a brand of entertainment. You know, people talk about, you know, shows of you of yours that they've gone to and, and when you've played private gigs or people always, they, they take people, friends, and go out, like the casino gig that you've had forever here for a Dr. You know, Chavegas experience. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, at one point we had a, we were almost it was like a theme park. We had our own restaurant and club. Like, it was just, like, the name has just carried so much... When was that? You know, we're we're on the business angle, entrepreneurs. So you you guys had a restaurant and a club. Yeah, well, we started. Uh, you know, this, it was, I guess it was our. It, it's funny because like to 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 reference that when Frank was just talking about the start of the band, there was this kind of alchemy that just happened with the, all the guys that happened to end up playing together. Yeah, and so we were having a ball. People clearly saw we were having a ball, and they were having a ball. But we also were sort of. <laughs> Just for whatever reason, we were kind of pre-qualified to play this kind of music. We sounded really good doing it, which is no small thing. I and mean, we just happened to fall into this style of music that we sounded great. Playing. Yes, yes. And, and we were having fun. Yes. So about three years in, our little insatiable ambition takes over. We're like, hey, man, we start talking about opening a club on Washington Avenue. And we even had a couple lease deals yeah. almost done, and they fell apart. This was 98, 98, 99. Well, so, we, were, we were making so much for these clubs. We started getting paid, which was unheard of for a band. You got your door money, and then we started getting a piece of the ring at some of these places, which no band ever thought about asking for that. We just yeah. didn't think about not asking. We were, we were living a good life. We were playing gigs, making money. We, Frank and I were, would vacation to Miami a lot. All the time. So it was sort of uh, an inspiration right. for the for the treatment of the club. We thought, let's not just have a club. Let's have a high end bistro. Yeah, with which a DJ playing, which in is the where room. we just completely mm. were off. Yeah, I mean, if we were selling you know hot wings and T Rabs, we'd still be in business, probably. Yeah. Right. Twenty years later, didn't you tell me once? And and for the audience, we we got together and worked at doing a a, a, a television show together. And in the course of that, did you tell me that you? You had more Moe Chandon stolen from you guys than anybody else. I think that we were selling. You know? I mean, <laughs> that's the thing about a restaurant. It's like having a party, but you're not invited, but you get the bill. <laughs> yeah. Because if people aren't stealing from you, they're giving it away to their friends. So you can't win. There's boxes of steaks going out the back, boxes of champagne going out the back, people coming in free, friends and family, people work for you, eating and drinking for free, and you get the check every every week for all this partying, yeah. but you don't get to have any fun doing it. Yeah. You know? Like the best day, it's like a boat. The best day is the day you open, the day you sell it to the next sucker in line. Exactly right. <laughs> Well, it's one of the hardest businesses it to really get into is. anyway. You know, hats off to anybody who's been successful doing it because everything is against you. Give me a little on, on let's get back to the, the business of the band. Like, just tick off some stuff that I know when I first heard it just blew me away. Number of gigs, places you go. I mean, we've already, you've been doing this 23 years. How many gigs a year? How many different places are you guys playing? I mean, we were up to almost 300 for, for a period of years. We're probably around 200, under 200 right now. But we still play every week. And it still, you know, affords five guys a life that don't have jobs, you know? So, right. You know, we, we had a residency in Vegas for a while. Um, we fly around the country playing corporate shows, you know? 
That's what we've been doing a lot of lately. And you've yeah. and you've gotten some casino, other casino business, right? Yeah, yeah, right? We, do, yeah we do down south. We, yeah. we, we run down to Biloxi and Tunica and uh, Tulsa. And, I mean, you know, people are still calling. They call all over the country. Just up in Iowa. Yeah, up in and Iowa. Iowa. And you've uh, got the legendary Iowa. show here at what? Is that an Ameristar? Ameristar, yeah. Right? That's been forever, right? Yeah. That's been a long, long running show. Yeah. And as far as, you know, you guys tweaking your business and your music, like what's what's the thing there? What's the what's the arc? Do you start in one genre of cover and move into another? Or we, you just we have, play? yeah. Because, yeah. Because for us, it was about staying relevant, staying, you know, there's a reason why people still come to see us and there's no new bands that it's they're not seeing us to go see, you know, we, it, it happened in Vegas. I think we were out there at the pool and we're just kicking it, you know, and playing in Vegas is like having a record deal, not paying the money back, man. Like you, you just, you got a driver, you got sweets and you play for two hours at 11 o'clock and you're done, you know, but we weren't really connecting the way we were connecting back here. And we were trying to figure this out. You're competing with free money. You're competing with naked chicks. You're competing with celebrity chefs. You're competing with national shows. Like, there's a lot more. A lot know, going on. For right. people's yeah. attention. Elton John. Elton John. Elton John. You know? <laughs> so we're, we're sitting out at the pool, man. And every day we're like, what? This stuff, competition, This man. disco stuff is not connecting. Like, what's the deal? We're playing it fine. People who are there are having a good time, but it's just not bringing them in, you know? And we're every day we're out there trying to think, and we just hear. Doof, 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 doof. This is this is 2009, so this is really before the EDM was really blowing up, and we're just like, doof, doof, doof. man, we got to figure something out. Doof, doof, you know, Friday, doof, doof, Saturday, doof, doof, Sunday. Doof, doof. We finally looked at each other and looked up in the air at the freaking speaker, and we thought, that's it. And we we just fast forwarded from 1979 to you know 2009 and we started playing the most current things bands don't do that bands can't do that they don't have the infrastructure to figure out you sound like a garage band when you're trying to play beats and and all that kind of stuff so we we really immersed into technology to figure out how to pull it off we're kind of pioneering in that regard and now everybody's running tracks everybody's doing this kind of stuff now right and now we're going back we're flipping the script again you know we're going back we just move around through the eras which is but the, the biggest thing is that it connects on the dance floor it, it, because you can have you can bring people in there's bands that bring a good crowd but if they don't drink and they're not dancing and they're not then the club and them back and they don't wonder why because it was packed but the ring might not be there yeah. right. it's more than just the song you think is good you know so many bands you know we so that's an offshoot of what we've been doing because we get so much calls for work that we put together a couple of bands to take in our vein to take the work that we can't do. So smart. We're so you already developed. We're developing you've developed bands other now. bands. Yes. yes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so, what we've been doing probably since the last time we were working together. So how so how many of those do you guys have out? That we had developing? two, and now we've got another one that we're re, re kind of purposing. Yeah. You know, and we have this Prince tribute. As well, which is kind of under the umbrella of our yes, and that's Vegas been going. Which is another product that we can offer, which has been doing great. You know, and you guys didn't you do the what was the the venue here where you did the uh, ballpark village ballpark, ballpark village, village. Yeah, right about eighteen hundred people in that right. right. Uh, so that one just started out. I mean, that talk about something again, again, and all of these great ideas start of that moment of inspiration. We had a night off. He said, hey, you want to do a, a set of prints? You know, he had just passed away. And we're like, I'm like, all right. 
Why not? That'd be fun. We'll get the night off. We'll shed and learn some Prince songs and we'll just play to whoever comes. I put it out on Instagram and we sold out the show. So then we did a second show the same night. That one sold out. So something about us playing that music has is connected with people in this area over the years of them seeing us. Maybe, you know, they saw us play the songs or there's a connection somehow with people. So we've been blown away by the response of that. So now, now we do it every year. Um, this, this summer will be our third year. Yeah. Yeah. So we've done in other markets now. Um, and this is, a, this is a whole different deal. Yeah. It's a brilliant thing to... The opportunity um, was there, really. It and, and we're not, you know, sense, I'm, I'm, you know? We, we don't mimic, we're not impersonators. We just give honor to the music in that era. Right. It's totally in our wheelhouse. So we play it convincingly and lovingly. And I think that's what connects with people. And, and it, it gets people to... And we enjoy it, which is what we did. It goes back to exactly. the very first show we played. We, were, we enjoyed we, it. We were, we we were laughing we the whole time. It was almost preordained. Like we, yeah. we play that music well. Um, and that's not even being like we're patting ourselves in the back. We just, we just have spent a lot of time in kind of the, the R&B yeah. and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. For white kids that grew up in the suburbs, we, we really are into that style of music. And we enjoy doing it. So I think that, that alchemy works. Everything we've ever been successful at, I can tell you, you know, old enough now to look back, every single thing that has been like truly successful and, and really crossed across demos and across the ages and, and years, decades, started that same way. A big part of what we've we found with everyone we're we're interviewing for for this show is uh, this thing called gut, where there's guts, which is taking the chance, but everybody we've talked to had a gut. Yeah. And they trusted Absolutely. it. And they just went with it. Yeah, we're, we're almost all that. We're all that. Right, we, right? Sometimes we need a little more brain. But you know, well. Yeah, but that's the entrepreneurial thing, yeah. though. I mean, that unique characters, great guys like you are, but you had you had a gut that you trusted. And everyone we've talked to it's has to it, it has time a, and, time and they have, And you know what? Everybody who's done it tells <laughs> has the same piece of their story. Yeah. I just had to. I just had to go with it. I just knew. It was gonna. It was gonna go. I yeah. think so, especially in, you know, like back to what you said in the beginning. When you're in these sort of businesses that are just there, there's no model for what we've done. We can't reference no, some sort no of historical data. You know? And there's like this empirical thing. You make people oh, feel yeah, good. There's I no mean, cover band for no, dummies book no, out no, there, you right? Make no. people feel good. Like you have to know. There's so much that you that you learn on the job, man. Right. You know what I mean? And we're working with these younger bands and. Some of them don't get it. Some of them want to get it. But, you know, it's more than just you're good. Right. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of guys just think, well, I'm good. I should have all of this. Why isn't it happening right. for me? Right. You know, um, there's so much to it, you know. If you can, is there a Midwest thing about the success, about what you've tapped into, about where you're from? Because we tend to believe there's an there's a something about the heart. Yeah, you know what it is, I think, and, and you might agree or, or see it, is that we don't take ourselves too seriously. We take what we do seriously, but we don't, we're, we're in a, a, a business of smoke and mirrors, so we don't believe the hype, right? I think that's a Midwest thing. You really you say what you're going to do, you do what you say. And then you build relationships, and then you prove yourself. And people can know, oh, these guys, they do what they say. They say they're going to be here. They do it, you know. Then with your audience, you, you give them what they expect from you. 
You know, now, it, it's, it's a different equation if somebody expects you to be somebody else. But if somebody sees you and they like you, they expect it from you. So you keep giving it to them, you know? And I think that work ethic and that not believe it, even though we're in showbiz, we don't act like show, we don't believe it, you know? Um, I think that's, the, that's what a Midwest, what a heartland attitude towards your business is, I think. And we'll be back with our interview in just a minute. But if you are or know someone who is truly an original and have interest on being a guest on our show, shoot us a note, podcast at nocoastoriginals.com. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and follow our feed for pictures of our guests and other stuff we find originally cool. And now we return to our interview on No Coast Originals, The Originals. Here's something I want to wrap up on because I know another thing about you guys that our audience is going to be just crazy about because I was the first time I met you guys. And I'm just going to hit you with some quick questions, but it's about the good life. Oh, yeah. And you guys, <laughs> you know restaurants, you know food, you know wine, you know places. Tequila okay? Tequila's a new. All right. What's your favorite tequila? Oh, I would say the Closet Azul 20th Anniversary. Don Julio, 1942. We're into the aged in Yehos. They're just, there's nothing yeah. like it. I just got turned on to it in Cabo a few years ago by this guy. And I've been... I'm the... I mean, I go, he's I'm like, the yeah, pusher man. He's the pusher man. And then I'm John the evangelizer. And <laughs> now just, he's the know, so you got the tequila now. All right, for you. Where... You want to hear the story? No, wait. I want to hear overseas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's okay. your favorite place to go? Italy. Capri, Italy. Tuscany, Florence. Um, What's your favorite restaurant in Italy? Boy, that's tough, but I do have very specific uh, memories. Chibrero, of, of Chibrero in Florence, in Florence and um, that's one of the, the best. Uh, the uh, what's the one? Michelangelo. Michelangelo. In, in Capri. In Capri. It's this little place. So if, if you've never been to Capri, it's just a little little island, very southern Italy, and it's kind of like the um, Rodeo Drive of. Italy, right? It's just yeah. all the cabs are convertibles, and it, it's just like it's living with Vita Loca. It's it's a completely like one of those films, right? Yeah, scooters and all the yachts are. Ciao, Bella. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and, we, and we walk out this place, and it's um, two brothers. One is in the kitchen, one's in front of the house. And I'm like, we walk in, there's a menu, and it's kind of quiet place. Nobody's really there. Like two other tables, and I say, you know what? Put the menu down. I said, cook like you're cooking for your family. These guys lit up. And now for 20 courses, I don't know how many hours we were there, food just kept My coming God. out of the kitchen. It was we're sharing it with other tables. He's making this stew made from the, these snails that are only caught on the side of the rocks, like that the, the, you know, the, the peasants and the workers eat. You know, it, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So now we go every time we're there. Friends, I, I ran into them in Rome and big hugs. And like, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. That's and the people down there. We just love the people of Italy and the and the and the, the, the the mentality, man. You know, it's just it's a it's a gear to back. You yeah, know? And people, but it's smooth, it's beautiful. Though. It's um, everything, fashion, food, everything. It's it's just all there. So, uh, as far as music downloads, people wanting to uh, sample the music and everything, is it just, just search Doctors Dr. Vegas? Vegas yeah, uh, DrVegas.com or on Spotify, Spotify. or on Apple Music, or on you know wherever. And uh, but a cool remix with uh, Serbs, Serbskin, Serbskin, 
Serbskin. 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 I can never say that. Yeah. Good guys. They were they were popping in the EDM world. They're from here. Yeah. They had a couple songs on Billboard, big big hits. So we did a remix of uh, one of my vocal tracks, and that put, that came out. That's yeah, they cool. did a good job. I, I just job. realized that they did the same thing we did with the syntax. They they coalesced yes. Serbian and Mexican. Right. And we did Doctor. We did Las Vegas and Doctor Chicago. Yeah, it just kind of dawned on me yeah. that we both have a name. That's are they Serbian roots in their music? One of them is one of, yeah. Serbian, Serbian, one of them is Mexican. Mexican. So they have they have they're great guys, man. We've done some stuff with them, some shows with them, and some remixes of our music and stuff. So Sounds great. Look out for it. Will do. Thanks, boys. Appreciate Thanks for having it. us. My pleasure. Let's get some lunch. Let's do it. <laughs> with all due respect to Mr. Yates, the esteemed poet. We believe the center will hold. It is here in the center of America where we find a mindset, ethos, and culture native to the heartland. And it is from here that we scan no coast to no coast for the originals we feature in every show.